64,000 is the median number of words per book. Average person reads about 200 words per minute. Simple math will tell us that is one book in 320 minutes. To accomplish this in seven days, numbers say you would have to read for 45 minutes a day. Don't forget to subscribe. Hit that notification button, like, comment, and share. Enjoy. Hello, and happy day. How does slowing down sound to you today? Would you like to reduce the noise for just a bit? Are you ready to make a choice and decide to listen? My name is Igor, SF Walker. I'm here to remind people to slow down, to reduce the noise, to walk their lives into a natural flow. Welcome back to the Book of the Week series. Every week, as I read another amazing title, I share it with the world. Today we look at indistractable, how to control your attention and choose your life by Nireval. In this video, we look at one of the biggest challenges of our time. Managing our attention. Nier provides the most practical and realistic approach to balancing technology with well being, a masterclass in understanding the root cause of distraction, recommended for anyone looking to do more deep work. Stick around till the end, I will share with you some tools I haven't used that will help you tremendously in this game of life. Discover a way to find out what actually motivates you, what innate human need is driving all of your decisions and your behavior. I will share some tools to improve your self-awareness, social awareness, self-management, and relationship management. Shouldn't we use the same psychology? that makes video games and social media so engaging to design products to help people live better lives. The fact is, in this day and age, if you are not equipped to manage distractions, your brain will be manipulated by time-wasting diversions. In the future, there will be two kind of people of the, in, in the world. Those who let their attention and lives be controlled by others, and those who proudly call themselves indistractable. Living the life we want requires not only doing the right things, it also requires that we stop doing the wrong things, but take a soft track. You already know what to do. What we do not know is how to stop getting distracted. The first step is to recognize that distraction starts from within. You'll have to learn practical ways to identify and manage the psychological discomfort that leads us off track. Learn why you cannot call something a distraction unless you know what is it distracting you from. What is needed is a no-holds-bar examination of the unwanted external triggers that hamper our productivity 
and diminish our well-being while removing external triggers is helpful in keeping distractions out. Pacts are a proven way of rearing ourselves in and ensuring we do what we say we're going to do. Traction, which comes from the Latin trahere, meaning to draw or pull. We can think of traction as the action that draws us towards what we want in life. On the other side is distraction, the opposite of traction, with the same Latin root. The word means the drawing away of the mind. All behaviors, both traction and distraction, are prompted by triggers, whether internal or external. For hundreds of years, we believe that motivation is driven by reward and punishment, carrot and a stick. As Jeremy Bentham, an English, English philosopher and the founder of modern utilitarianism, put it, puts it, nature has placed mankind under the governance of two sovereign masters, pain and pleasure. The reality, however, is even simpler than that. Motivation has less to do with pleasure than was once thought. Even when we think we are seeking pleasure, we're actually driven by the desire to free ourselves from the pain of wanting. Distraction, it turns out, isn't about the distraction itself. Rather, it is about how we respond to it understand the root cause of distraction. Distraction is about more than your devices. Separate proximate causes from the root cause. All motivation is a desire to escape discomfort. If a behavior was previously effective at providing relief, we're likely to continue using it as a tool to escape discomfort. Anything that stops discomfort is potentially addictive, but that doesn't make it irresistible. If you know the drivers of your behavior, you can take steps to manage them. Distraction is just another way our brains attempt to deal with pain. If we accept this fact, it makes sense that the only way to handle distraction is by learning to handle discomfort. If distraction costs us time, then time management is pain management. Four psychological factors make satisfaction temporary. First factor, boredom. The second psychological factor driving us to distraction is negativity bias. A phenomenon in which negative events are most salient in demand more attention and more powerful than neutral or positive events. The third factor is rumination, our tendency to keep thinking about bad experiences. And fourth factor may be the cruelest of all, hedonic adaptation, the tendency to return quickly to a baseline level of satisfaction no matter what happens to us in life. It is mother's nature's bait and switch. Time management is pain management. Distractions cost us time, and like all actions, 
They're spurred by the desire to escape discomfort. Evolution favors distraction over contentment, our tendency towards boredom, negativity bias, rumination, and hedonic adaptations conspire to make sure we're never satisfied for long. Dissatisfaction is responsible for our species' advancement as much as its faults. It is an innate power that can be channeled to help us make things better. If we do want to master distraction, we must learn how to deal with discomfort. Without techniques for disarming temptation, mental abstinence can backfire. Resisting an urge can trigger rumination and make the desire go stronger. We can manage distraction that originated from within by changing how we think about them. We can reimagine the trigger, the task, and our temperament. A technique I found particularly helpful for dealing with this distraction trap is a 10-minute rule. If I find myself wanting to check my phone as a pacification device when I think or cannot think of anything better to do, I tell myself it is fine to give in, but not right now. I have to wait just 10 minutes. This rule allows me to do what some behavioral psychologists call surfing the urge. When the urge takes hold, noticing the sensation and then riding it like a wave, neither pushing them away, away nor acting on them. It helps us cope until the feeling subsides. By reimagining our uncomfortable internal trigger, we can disarm it. Step one, look for the emotion preceding distraction. Step two, write down the internal trigger. Step three, explore the negative sensation with curiosity instead of content. Step four, be extra cautious during these moments. We can master internal triggers by reimagining an otherwise dreary task. Fun and play can be used as tools to keep us focused. Play doesn't have to be pleasurable, it just has to hold our attention. Deliberateness and novelty can be added to any task to make it fun. To manage the discomfort that tugs us towards distraction, we need to think of ourselves differently. The way we perceive our temperament, which is defined as a person's or animal's nature, especially as it permanently affects their behavior, has a profound impact on how we behave. Self-compassion makes people more resilient to letdowns by breaking the vicious cycle of stress that often accompanies failure. Reimagining our temperament can help us manage our internal triggers. We don't run out of willpower. Believing we do makes us less likely to accomplish our goals by providing a rationale to quit when we could otherwise persist.
what we say to ourselves matters. Labeling yourself as having poor self-control is self-defeating. Practice self-compassion. Talk to yourself the way you would talk to a friend. People who are more self-compassionate are more resilient. If we do not plan ahead, we shouldn't point fingers or be surprised that everything becomes a distraction. Being indistractable is largely about making sure you make time for traction each day and eliminating the distraction that keeps you from living the life you want, one that involves taking care of yourself, your relationships, and your work. You cannot call something a distraction unless you know what it is distracting you from. Planning ahead is the only way to know the difference between traction and distraction. Does your calendar reflect your values? To be the person you want to be, you have to make time to make your values, to live your values. Time box your day. The three life domains of you, relationships and work, provide a framework for planning how to spend your time. Reflect and refine, revise your schedule regularly, but you must commit to it once it's set. Remember this, the people you love deserve more than getting whatever time is left over. If someone is important to you, make regular time for them on your calendar. Create scheduling date dates with your significant others. Put domestic chores on your calendar to ensure an equitable split. A lack of close friendships may be hazardous to your health. Ensure you maintain important relationships by scheduling time for regular get-togethers. The Fogg behavior model states that for a behavior, B, to occur, three things must be present at the same time. Motivation, M, ability, A, and a trigger, T. More simply, B equals mat. Motivation is the energy for action. Meanwhile, ability in Fogg's formula relates to how difficult or easy a behavior is to do. When a person has sufficient motivation and ability, they are primed to behave in a particular way. However, without the critical third component, the behavior will not occur. A trigger that tells us what to do next is always required. External triggers often lead to distraction. Cues in our environment, like the pings, dings, rings from devices, as well as interruptions from other people, frequently take us off track. External triggers aren't always harmful. If an external trigger leads us to traction, it actually serves us. We must ask, is this trigger serving me or am I serving it? Then we can hack back the external trigger that doesn't serve us. Jobs where employees 
encounter high expectations and low control have been shown to lead to symptoms of depression. Depression-like symptoms are painful. When people feel bad, they use distractions to avoid their pain. And then to regain a sense of control, tech overuse at work is a symptom of a dysfunctional company culture. More tech use makes the underlying problem worse, perpetuating a cycle of responsiveness. Distraction in social situations can keep us from being fully present with important people in our lives. Interruptions degrade our ability to form close social bonds, block the spread of unhealthy behaviors, develop new social norms. And there you have it, indistractable. How to control your attention and choose your life. Please do help out. It is easy. Simply like this video so more people can enjoy it. Share it too and spread the word. Leave a comment and do share your thoughts. Subscribe to my channel and stay up to date. And the link to this book is in the description below. Buy it, read, never stop learning. Especially learning about yourself and nature. So gift yourself by taking the free human needs test on my website and find out what actually motivates you. What innate human need is driving all of your decisions and your behavior. And if you feel you are ready, to improve your self-awareness, social awareness, self-management, and relationship management even further. Do check out my Master of Life Awareness program. The links are in the description below. Thank you. Love and respect.